When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here at the Silly Mania podcast, we are passionate about drifting history. Here's a little history lesson. Back in 2003, Falcon Tires did what no other tire company in the US did. They promoted drifting by sponsoring Falcon Drift Show Off, and they brought legendary Japanese drifters Koguchi and Sego Yamamoto to judge and do demos. They sponsored grassroots drivers, and when FD was established, they supported the series and drivers for 19 years. When we approached Falcon about partnering with us, they were happy to come on board because they care about drifting culture and they support our mission to document drifting both past and present. Thank you Falcon Tires for playing an important role in drifting around the world and for making season two our best season yet. For more information, please visit Falcon Tires website at falcontire.com and check out their IG at Falcon Tire. Listening to the Silly Mania podcast season two, brought to you by Falcon Tires. Here we document the history of drifting by interviewing the OGs and trendsetters of drifting culture. You're listening to another episode of the Sill 80 Mania podcast. I'm your host, Benson Sue, and I have the beautiful Nadine Sue with me. Hi, honey buns. And the ultra talented Mark Mondoy. What's up, Mark? What up? Yo. So today, I wanted to start off our podcast by talking about drifting that is, it's always evolving, right? It's mm. kind of like a growing living thing. You have trends die, you have trends come in. So today, in honor of our podcast guest, I wanted to talk about what are some of the, or what is one of the biggest changes you've seen in drifting since you got started? Oh. Mark, I'll start with you. Oh. Are you ready for this? Are you, you have an answer? One of the biggest changes. One of, yeah. He was born ready. It's It's funny because like you would say one of the biggest changes, one of the biggest changes I've seen is or noticed is how it's returned to vintage style that that we were into, right? Yeah. For the longest time, it was just like kind of, I was, I used to call it like the Mad Max style of drifting where everybody's cars were just like, you know, bash bars and exposed hoods and stuff like that. But, you know, that resurgence of that, you know, early 2000s style is like much appreciated. It's it's, the cars look good now. I don't know. You know, like we, we saw that in the pandemic with, you know, Jordans and sneakers and people are starting to go back and buy like fashionable things that they were into when they're younger. And then we're seeing that with drifting. I don't know if it's related or if it's like a coincidence or what, but it's really interesting to see. You always love shoes. You always bring shoes into it. I do. I need to stop that. <laughs> no, it's okay. Maybe people don't really. What shoes are you wearing today, honey buns? Um, bring some, them, put them on the table. Some Yeezys. <laughs> some, I don't wear a lot of Yeezys. You know but... what? I'm wearing my Yeezys today too. Yeah. Well, I I always wear these Yeezys when I wear this shirt, this Goodest Cash shirt, because mm. it's got some orange on there. And, Foreshadowing. You know, I like yeah. it. That's good. Uh, what about you, babe? What What is uh, okay, a big Don't hate me. Scene? Don't hate me. Takeovers. Mm. And it's this subculture of drifting. And it sucks because I meet people and they're like, oh, drifting like takeovers. And then you try to get away from it. And then it's like, it's just these, it's just a weird subculture of drifting. And it's, 
It is. Is it drifting though? Do we call it drifting? <laughs> I mean, the general public kind of sees it as the same thing. Does so. I'm going to say yes because they don't. I mean, to me, it's not. But yeah. I mean. And I used to cringe when people say like, "Oh, like Tokyo Drift." Yeah, and it's moved from <laughs> like like Tokyo Drift to "Are you into takeovers?" Yeah, and it's really weird. Like you you see it, and you're like, "These guys have no skill, and they're just you know just trying to wreak havoc." But then you also like we've caught them at drift tracks practicing for takeovers, yeah. which is and they're, like, blows they're my like, mind. I, I respect that though. At least they're <laughs> at the track. But then it's like they're not prepping for FD or yeah. like a, you know a takeover. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna last though. Because, I hope, but not. no. But they're really cracking down on it. I think that they passed like a like some kind of uh, law that they're gonna crush the cars. Well, if you're doing well, it, I hope that they. I hope that they crack down on it in a way that doesn't affect the good people. I know. And I think that's the hard part. So <sighs> you know, like I don't want cops to see a drift car and be like. You know, just assume that Precious. we're in the takeovers and stuff. Or like me, who drives a G thirty five sedan, <laughs> which is like the the icon car of I love, takeovers. I love my G thirty seven sedan, but I know that <laughs> comes along with owning a G thirty seven. People think that I am in the takeovers, but it doesn't look like a takeover <laughs> car. But a takeover car look like? I mean, I think it's I'm like a like your G thirty seven, like a G thirty seven sedan. Or, well, at least really? we're not straight pipe. That's like the biggest difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't have like uh, human shaped dents on my quarter panel or anything. What? So. <laughs> okay, this is the first time I'm I'm learning this. Oh, okay. my. that's good. You don't watch okay. a lot of takeover videos. Don't lie, you guys are in the pit. I've seen you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's all good. I it's I cool. think I think like a major change that I see, and and we're going to talk about it later in this interview, is um, the amount of money people are putting into drifting for on a mm. grassroots level. Mm. Um, like we used to spend that kind of money and time on our cars, um, preparing and transporting like to do formula D. <laughs> yeah. So people now are just doing that just to go to a grassroots event, yeah. which is well, that's, really cool. Which but, is, you know, it ties into the vintage era stuff. That stuff isn't, you know, easily available anymore. It's rare and expensive. So yeah, yeah. it pays to play. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's good, babe. I like yeah. that, honey buns. Three so, good answers. Yes. I like it. So, I'm going to introduce our guest now. Oh. Are you guys ready? We got a new guest in the house. We got a new guest. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. I'm here to spoke. Were you born ready? <laughs> no, you were. No, I was. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I have a really good guest for you guys today. Uh, the reason why I have him on is because he is... One of the pioneers, I consider him a pioneer of this really cool um, drifting style that is really popular now, really aggressive. It really shows a nod to Japanese style of drifting. Um, and he does a lot of team drifting, which is also really big right now. Um, he's a member of one of the most influential grassroots drift teams uh, named Animal Style. Um, I would say that's like the most famous American drift team for sure. It's one of the most. Yeah. Yeah. Or most. if not the most famous, like it's the most famous mm. for good reason. Yeah. I would like to, I would like to think so. Cause I like them all. I think yeah. they're a really good group of guys. So, um, and then he's a host of one of the most popular automotive drifting podcasts you out know, there. That was the first drifting podcast I ever listened to. Me too. Yeah. Because I have, 
I tend to avoid drifting podcasts. Oh, burn, um, burn. But but I really like Goodest Cast. Uh, it's a really good podcast. I it's not pretentious. It's not too serious. Um, and we'll talk about that more. Okay. But okay, well, come on. But Let's also, do this. yes, this person I truly believe is a future OG. So he's already OG. Palmer oh. Sanderson, welcome to the podcast. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah. Welcome, Palmer. What's thanks up, for Palmer? having me. Hi. Yeah, thanks for sitting through our like hour long <laughs> prep session for this podcast. It's longer than you guys at home have no idea <laughs> how much effort they put into this. Like, if you've seen my podcast, ten percent of what they put in, oh. no question. Like, well, I mean, I was just sitting here, so <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt, you have a whole paper filled. Out. Like, you're, you guys are, you guys are absolutely. Oh. This is just it. for you, man. Just for you. Yeah, welcome, Palmer. How do you like? How do you like being in the hot seat so far? Uh, it's uh, it's different. It's different. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, you just show up, right? <laughs> yeah. Just show up and not be like too wasted or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, some of the guests end up there, but yeah. it's okay. Yeah. I don't know who not you're talking about. Names. No, no, definitely no. not. not <laughs> <one in> particular. <laughs> so why don't you start us off with telling us about how you got into cars? Wow. Okay. So how I got into cars. My dad was into cars. We did like RC stuff together when I was younger, which was a thing. Um, but I think I think my first first couple words were car and wheel. Like mm. first five, um, my parents would like if they wanted me to calm down, they would take me to like a parking lot, which is not really <laughs> what you usually do with like a toddler or whatever. Monster trucks, grave digger. Yeah, the VHS tape was like worn out pretty much mm. um pretty much just anything with like four wheels and an engine was it um my dad was into racing and didn't really like do he he watched it right okay. like he would watch like f1 and so we had speed channel and so i would yeah. watch all the like touring car racing btc or btcc all that stuff like from like a young kid you know gran turismo it, it it just, it likes, I can't even remember like a pivotal first memory yeah. of getting into cars. Um, yeah, it's, it's just been like a lifelong thing for me. Okay. That's, that's like Nadine. Nadine's dad was really into F1 and he kind of exposed her to, <laughs> to racing from TV and stuff. And I don't left, know. Left things on the toilet for left me to read. The toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Your, yours was more like your parents. I felt like they gave you a great like upbringing in the like the cars. Mine was different. Mine was like here. Like it wasn't for me, I don't think, but I took it. <laughs> That's know? okay. You were around <laughs> it. You were exposed to it. Yeah. So um tell us how you found out about drifting. How'd you discover it? I don't remember the first thing. Like I don't remember the when I determined that it was called drifting, but I always like skateboarding, I love power sliding, mm -hmm. anything that had to do with like like riding a bike i would always like grab the rear brakes stuff like that just like the feeling of sliding stuff around is just like the best right mm -hmm. and um you know you see cars or whatever in movies like sliding around that always looks super cool to me uh you know monster trucks do it a little bit you know like it's just <laughs> yeah. like the yeah. art of like sliding this big crazy vehicle was always super yeah. cool um but like drifting itself I can't remember like the, I can't remember the moment, but I do know like my earliest memories of 
quote unquote drifting was downloading stuff from Kazaa and like w- just typing in drifting and see on what a telephone modem or did, did you have something nicer? <laughs> this is like, hey, baby. I think it was like 2002, 2003. Okay. I would download like what you type in drifting and it would just be like drifting dot, you know, MP4 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, okay, what am I going to get? It was, Sometimes uh, it was like, it was like a M- M- WMV yeah, yeah, yeah. or a wait yeah. or was it wait? No, wave was audio. Waves audio. Yeah. yeah. There was like, I don't know. You just get like random. Sometimes it would just be like a, you know, suburban, like driving in the snow doing yeah. donuts. And you're yeah, like, yeah. all right. Um, but I think that was the first time I saw anything from slide squad. Mm. Like I remember that watermark from like my early teens. Okay. Yeah. So like some of the stuff that Dave Dave captured on his on yeah. his camcorder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dope. I like we had the conversation of I had like that clip of uh Abisu Toad Course. Toge course is like there's no, no trees, trees or anything. And like <laughs> when I was a kid, I just was like, Oh, what track is that? That looks cool. And yeah. like it took all those years later having a conversation with you realizing like Oh my god, <laughs> that's the same thing. Yeah, but yeah. I remember that clip like from my like early teens. Yeah, nice. And uh, yeah, took a break, had some like crazy life stuff, and cars were still something that I liked, but I wasn't really into them or able to be into them, and kind of just went somewhere. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It all came back into play. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about? When did you fall in love with drifting? I first fell in love with drifting. I had a I had a coworker. I worked at Best Buy. Yeah. I was a car audio installer. And I had this coworker um who was like a Zilvia guy mm. and he had an S13 with like a KA and KTS coilovers and a t- and a Nismo two-way not the nicest car in the world, still four lug, like pretty basic setup. But like one day we would always like talk about drifting. I thought it was cool and just didn't really understand what I, it was, it always felt like unaccessible to me. Okay. Cause I had gone to FD and I, in like 2006 and it was like, those are race cars, you know? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know what an LSD was. I didn't really know how to work on cars. I uh, I didn't live with my dad from like my early teens on for whatever reason. So like the car stuff kind of was it didn't really continue. Right. Um, he didn't like work on cars or anything. So I never really learned any of that stuff. Um, but we went out one night after work and he's like, hey, do you want to rip some donuts? And he let me drive his S13. And uh, like I ripped some like pretty immaculate donuts really? and he was just like dude whoa yeah and that like that that was it he didn't teach you you just did it uh i had always messed around in cars okay like my mom had a ls 400 with a factory lsd in it and i had no idea <laughs> i it had an lsd i didn't either <laughs> i didn't know they came with them i don't okay. know if someone swapped it okay. at some point but, but it's I, a 400 that's why it's a fancy okay yeah some of them are open some of them are some i guess there's a couple that come with lsds oh. right yeah i didn't know the difference i had a mercedes 190e that had an open diff and i'm like how come i can't like yeah do donuts in this okay i don't know um that next day i was like on craigslist looking for s13s that's when it got you yeah so I, did it take him to tell you that they were good for it to for it to kind of happen or 
that's just all I knew. Right. I mean, like, I definitely had seen, like, option video and yeah. stuff before that. But it's, like, the act of actually doing something. Yeah. Like, getting behind the wheel and feeling what a manual rear-wheel drive car was. You a, felt like a... Pro- you felt a properly... Or not... Maybe not properly, but it was good enough to... Yeah, it was not, was not an LS400. It was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a LS400 on air suspension. Yeah. Factory air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. LSD coilovers, actually manual. Yeah. That was, I was like, the, you, you have that so much it. more control and the car was light. Yeah. And it just kind of like does what you want it to do. I was right. like, okay, this is, this is for me. Wow. Yeah. I um, like I was like 19 or 20 at the time. Yeah. Um, I think when I, when I see your cars, I see the style of driving that you have. Like there's a lot of Japanese influence. Mm-hmm. in that where'd that come from and i i haven't mentioned it yet but you have a you have an e36 yeah um which is a very unique car and I, i've told you this many times that like i'm really glad that you drift in that instead of something else because it really makes you stand out and i think it you know you think about a lot of the great drivers and it's you know like like a lot of my heroes in japan um they stand out as drivers but they also have a car that stands out with them and so you know, I'm glad you have that car. Thanks. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So back to the Japanese style of things. Well, like, where did that come from? I think I was always really excited by the, like, I don't know. There's that, like, Jesse Streeter street video and the white S13. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I had a white coop you know like that i was oh. like i i was like very I, like that video lives rent free in my head okay <laughs> it was just like the coolest thing i'd ever seen is that that's the one um not at toge like not no, one of his to- like, the ones with the with the curbs yeah he's like driving around like he like scrapes his muffler yeah, tip yeah, on yeah, the curb yeah yeah, I know yeah. That he's video, like running yeah. from the cops and stuff and yeah. it was just like i was i was a bit of a rule breaker yeah in my in my early years so like that part of drifting was really cool to me. Like the kind of like, I don't know, call it, I, I hate saying like outlaw, but it's like, it's kind of this like troublemaker. Like, yeah, I think we all go through that in our teenage years. Like you just want to rebel against everything. Yeah. I, I totally feel that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that was just, that was like the coolest thing to me. So like, I always, and also like international stuff is just cooler, right? Mm. Like you're like, Oh, this is, this is, they're doing this like all the way across the world. Yeah. Um, I had like a couple friends who I grew up with or like, like dudes that I like partied with and stuff who were like in the option video. Also my friend Dylan, like we would go to Japantown and like go get, you know, option videos and stuff and like watch him. He was like way more into it than I was. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be honest. Like I, (laughs) I hate to, I hate to say this, but I was, I was much more into doing than watching. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, like, the Japanese styling and the Japanese style of driving that I go for is based on that. And it's just, like, the... I don't know. It's, like, it's raw. Right. So it's, like, this, like, raw, like, exciting, like, fast, carry momentum, like, dangerous, like, yeah. you know. I like I like to push the limits of things. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I really I really like that you say carry momentum. Um, when you're describing it, because I think that has so much to do with good drifting. 
whether I agree is Japanese style or not, like um, not relying on the pow on your power that you're making, but the like the your entry speeds and like keeping that up. I think that's really important, and I don't think we say that enough on this podcast. Yeah, I think the biggest difference in like Japanese the the Japanese style is is entries are so important. Mm, yep, like that's that's like the pivotal thing, and that honestly one of the most exciting things in drifting is fast aggressive entries yeah and i think u.s drifting sometimes doesn't put enough highlight on entry speed and aggression there and that's essentially (laughs) it you always said like in a way that's making your first impression is by your entry yeah yeah absolutely i don't know how many times you know watching other people drive just you take notice when somebody entry like enters really fast and really aggressive is your attention your eyes focus on them no matter like the car might be beat up a little bit if they got a great entry yeah that's my that's always my favorite shot of you know watching option video or or you know um like a drifting competition and then the the camera is set on the scenery there's no car there yet and then all of a sudden the car comes in like super high speed and then you're it lets you feel how fast the car is coming they and do a really good job of capturing speed and yeah. like entries and that's like the hard thing to capture with video it's it's hard to it's hard to understand what the difference is in video a lot of the times with like entries i like it just doesn't translate yeah. seeing the stuff in person like oh, go, yeah. going to mahon and standing on the wall you were like it is an absolutely completely different experience mm. than it is watching clips. Like, and I had, I'd been watching, you know, burst stuff yeah. since I got into drifting. Yeah. I always thought that was the coolest stuff. It's, it is nothing in comparison to like seeing it in person. What, what were some of those uh, things that you observed when you're at Mayhon that kind of blew your mind? The thing that blew my mind was, you know, that you know, Nakamura, incredible driver you expect him to be good yeah. right but you get there and not only is he the most unbelievable driver you've ever seen in driving on this track that i'm sure he's done like thousands of laps at mm-hmm. if not tens of thousands there are so many other people there who have been driving for a long time and the focus on just one part of driving or like mm-hmm. that one entry on yeah. this one track and they have spent more hours working on that one line mm-hmm then we have anything you yeah know? and it's like it shows because <laughs> there's like women who you've never seen on social media they might have 200 followers yeah they don't even have instagram this is like some laurel you've never seen and just like absolutely 90 on the wall yeah and you're just you're like what is this yeah like, <laughs> it, it's it seems like they're chasing this like perfection and this this like absolutely insane dangerous mm. fast line uh yeah and i mean I, for, I, for the for the love of it and yeah. and it's not for fame or no. attention or, yeah not sponsors nothing like yeah. people are out there just there's this one guy who was like clipping his phone to a tree and then going out for his session <laughs> and coming back and he'd watch every single run yeah and then he'd go back out and get closer and closer and faster and faster go back out and film yeah and like by the end of the day it was just like unbelievable consistency yeah you know and that's the stuff that doesn't translate in videos because anybody can get a great clip but like the consistency mm. and the, the non-stop just relentless perfection right is something everybody needs to witness right right where did you learn how to drift like where where were you where do you where was your upbringing 
Takeovers. Takeovers. Uh, no, I sideshows. Yeah, takeovers are sideshow palm. <laughs> Catch me in the pit. Hit and roll backs on them. No, uh, I actually did the the very first time. There's like this like Home Depot circle in San Rafael, California. I used to work at the circuit or the Circuit City that was like down the street, and the Best Buy that was down the street. Um, just kind of messing around there a couple nights. Um, then I made some friends. It's an, I used to take. I used to be media, so I, like I was taking pictures at the very first year of Sonoma Drift, and I mm. met some like guys from Vallejo. I like just posted their pictures on Facebook, and they're like, "Hey, man, I saw you have S13. You want to come drift with us?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> so I like went out, and um, I have like a I have like an OG friend that I met. <laughs> Sounds so weird. Uh, so. <laughs> I had this other friend who was like, hey, man, you want to come to a rap cypher with me? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I got nothing else to do. Sure. Like, I can't rap, but I'll come hang out, yeah. you know? So I go to this this apartment and, like, everybody's, like, drinking 40s and, like, smoking weed. And they're, like, you know, hanging out. But there was a, a sim setup, And this okay. is, like, I don't know, like, 2000, 2009, I think. Maybe earlier, 2008. And uh, the guy's, like... I was like, oh, yeah, you into cars? He's like, yeah, I got a Hachi. And I was like, oh, sick. And this is when I still have my Lancer. Yeah. And he's just like, from non, non-evolution. non Right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, we got to change that. You know, we like became friends over time. And uh, he taught me how to clutch kick on like live for speed on his simulator. Okay. Um, but that night in Vallejo, I... I I learned how to clutch kick on the street for real, you know. Dang. Yeah. So Vallejo at the time had no police, pretty much. They only okay. had sheriffs because they were bankrupt. So yeah. like you could just go out all night and wild. Pretty much drift wherever you wanted. So you're from the streets and the Sims. Yeah. From the streets. <laughs> Man, the I was Sims. I was fully waiting for like a eighth mile kind of scene and you just I did do donuts in a rap video in Vallejo okay. but when I was sixteen. Oh and, what! And my Mercedes 190E. Dang, that's a deep cut. I'll send you the. Okay, you that's the pretty sick. We want to see that. The yeah. people want to see diff. that. Nice. Yeah. It was on Falcon tires. Ooh. Oh, hey, hey! Shout out to Falcon. <laughs> oh, sponsoring, sponsoring uh, Benzos, Benzos takeovers. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, can we talk about animal style? How did how did that relationship start, and how did you become a part of it? Okay. Um, yeah, so I met Jason at Sonoma. I was just going to Sonoma Drift at the time. Uh, I had my own, like, little, like, drift crew that I started. I, I watched, like, the... I watched, like, the Risky Devil... One, I can't remember exactly which video it was. Because we watched, like, five of them. I can't remember the exact first one. Mm-hmm. It's the one where Chob has, like, driving gloves on on the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I was like, oh, this like team like stuff is pretty sick. Like yeah. that, we, that was like one of the first nights I went out street drifting. It was like my friend played that. We were working on my car and his car. He had a he had an S14 with like a KAT that was just like so clapped. Yeah. <laughs> and like, but like hella powerful. We like went, yeah. I, he let me drive it that night. And uh, 
So I, I had like kind of like a little team thing going on. I wanted I wanted like that lifestyle mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Yeah. Me and my friend Galen like had this thing called like the low budget crew and like some of the guys that I met from that I went out street drifting with Leo, like Eric and Tristan, uh, we had this crew called the low budget crew. So I was like doing that for a bit and uh, hanging out with Jason. I was like doing a lot of media. I made like a bunch of videos for like the low budget crew stuff and like edited that. And Jason just got his FD license and so did Julian. I hadn't met, I had not met Julian yet. Okay. Um, but Jason was a super nice guy. Like he's, really. Looked, he is. Yeah. He like, he's like, yo man, we got to get a kit on your car. Like the <laughs> stock, the stock, stock arrow thing is not yeah. working. Like yeah. we got to help you out. So he like hooked me up. Um, I had like my Sylvia front end and he like gave me like some mix match. It was like charge speed rear with like your ass, like, type four side skirts okay. like a i think it was a vertex front bumper wow it was a, it was a weird mix <laughs> yeah. match but yeah better than that it was my first kit okay you know? okay um so i was like i was i was talking to them i was doing like a lot of media stuff and i was like hey i want to like cover your trip to fd like you guys are like regular people like me i want to know i want people to know what it looks like mm-hmm. to to try and do this thing you know because this is I think like 2012. Okay. So this was before, before the horsepower wars, you know, you could still go with a 400 horsepower car and tow your car there probably and get away with it. It was like the very end of that. Yeah. And, um, hung out with Jason a bunch, met Julian, Julian and I like hit it off. Like we had like very similar, like upbringings and Mm. trouble we got into and had like a lot of similarities there and stuff. So hung out with them a bit more and like kind of just like learned from them. I got like a lot of like insight from Julian, like driving technique and car styling and this and that. And uh, things kind of like fell apart with that other team that I was kind of running and, you know, nothing bad, but just. Yeah. uh, I didn't think that I would ever be on the team. And at the time, the team wasn't really like what it is now. Yes, it was. It was just like kind of friends hanging out, and I really looked up to Ryan. Like the yeah. first time I met Ryan Cano <laughs> was at Bash of the Future, the very first one. Okay, and he was driving like a KA S thirteen. Okay, I think it was his brother. I think it was Brandon Cotto's car. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I went to help him pick up. He was like trying to check out something in the head and he was taking the valve cover off and I picked it up and flipped it over and dumped all of the hardware <laughs> into the head. Oh, dude. <laughs> this is like the first time I met oh, Ryan. Oh, no. And I'm like, he's like an FD and I'm yeah. like just this guy like starting out. And yeah. I'm like so embarrassed. And he was the nicest guy ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, he is. Absolute sweetheart. He's like, oh, dude, it's cool, man. Like, let's just get a magnet. Wow, you know? like, dude. Like, that's nice. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, just good people. Mm. And I, I like spending time with everybody. And uh, ISR swapped my car, I think, over that summer because I blew my KA. And we all went to All-Star Bash uh, 2013. Okay. And so they have Team Tandem and All-Star Bash. Yes. And uh, they were like, hey, you should lead. And I'm super nervous you know yeah. like i had just redone my car i'm like slammed on the ground like uh i was like all why you know I, I had my my equip 
05, 17s, 17 by 10. Nice. Just like the car is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I'm like tucking, tucking 17s all around pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And like behind me, I have Jason in his like was going to be FD car. Julian in his S14, Ryan Cotto and his FD car, the, the Z, the Z yeah. and then Matt Field behind him. Oh, wow. And I'm like, <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, my ex-girlfriend's like getting trashed with like some random dudes <laughs> and comes and spills like an entire beer all over me before oh I gosh. go out. And so I'm just like, I'm nervous, furious. Like, I'm like <laughs> You're everything. I'm like, I'm like, I guess I just like channeled it or whatever. And I drove like the probably some of the hardest driving I had done to that date. Yeah. Just like in front of everybody and led, good like, driving. Yeah. 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 You like, know, like sometimes it takes something like that to just get you out of your head, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I'm going to use this. Yeah. I'm going to use this rage channel. that I'm yeah. feeling. Yeah. It. Yeah. So we went out, we won, and uh, that was crazy. Like, you know, and this is, I went to ASB the year before and just like partied. I didn't even mm-hmm. try. I never even thought I would tow my car. That was the right. first time I towed my car anywhere out of. I think it was the first time I towed my car. Yeah. It was like the first time I towed my car to Southern California, which yeah. was six, seven hours. It was crazy. Unfathomable yeah. to me. Right. Right. Uh, and then we like win this event and like, there was like cash payout and I got, wow. like, I got like 200 bucks and Ooh. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, am I a pro now? Like, <laughs> you made it. Like, Mom, I made it. Like, you know, got a big trophy and. After that, I walked back over to my car and this is when Julian's car was still like primer and had mm-hmm. like the animal style, like chrome, like logo on the side of it. Yeah. They pulled one of those off and put it on my back window. Dude. And I just walk over. I just like. <laughs> Sick. Did you cry? Did you cry? <laughs> I don't think I, I don't I can't even remember. Like it was just, it was just like, so I didn't believe it. You know, yeah. it was just, like so unreal. Surreal. Aww. And like. That was, I mean, that was before like the parking lot video. That was before like a lot of the yeah. animal style stuff really like went yeah as big as it did. But yeah. like to me, that was everything because mm. like in NorCal, like animal style was the coolest. Yeah, and like just getting to hang out with everybody. Yeah, and like be friends with everyone made me feel so good. And uh, just, like being considered included. Like for a long time, I've had uh, what's it called? Like hmm aspirations no imposter syndrome okay. i've had imposter syndrome yeah. about being on the team yeah so how long were you drifting before you were you got on the team um like going to events probably like two three years mm. yeah that's dope i like that story yeah and i think you know everybody on the team they're they're really good dudes so aside from the fact that they thought you're good enough to drift with them like they kind of considered you as like part of the family and part of them like it's it's much more than just you're a good drift guy yeah i hope so i think so (laughs) um so you've been drifting for a while now um what what are some of the ways you've seen drifting change since you started uh it's gotten way bigger like i remember when i started there was maybe 12 events a year now there's one every weekend well there's yeah. one there's one every day of every weekend at yeah Thunder it Hill seems like almost. it mm-hmm. at either skid pad there might be two different events at a single day at the skid pad you know sonoma's got a bunch of stuff going on if you come down here 
That's insane. Like, yeah, you could drive every day of the week down in Southern California. It's yeah. unreal. Um, and it's cheap. It is. Yeah. Are you trying to get me to move here? Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll get if if you come drive with me, I'll move down here. Oh my gosh, that's really hard. <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> All right. Sure. Uh, I've been wanting to drive. You I asked with the hard you. question. Yeah. yeah, those are heavy hitting questions uh, right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, fine. There's been I, I don't know. It's really interesting because it's like the youngest generation now is either really into kind of like the sideshow pit stuff or mm-hmm. they're into the stuff that we like which is like the you know really cool like well done livery like yeah. well fitted cars that just like sound good and are dri- driven fast so it's like it's kind of interesting there's enough people coming into the subculture to appreciate all the ind- individual subcultures mm. from drifting um that's good for us i mean it's bad for if you don't have stock and wheels you know, if you're like looking to buy a set of wheels from a certain area, yeah, you're it's hard. Kind of in trouble these days. But if you have this stuff already, it's gone up in value. That may be a good or a bad thing. It's hard yeah. to change your car setup at this point, but uh it's cool that like rap videos are having drift cars. I mean, like there was music videos that had drifting and drift cars since the beginning. But it seems like almost Every single rapper at this point needs to have a drift car. It's kind of crazy in their video. Yeah. It's like the thing that they want. Like, yeah, you know, it's like when did you know when did that happen? Who made it cool? Like, yeah, I want to get to the bottom of that. That's really interesting to me. Um, the driving is, I mean, with stuff like a Seto where it's getting like very very close to realistic, and the sim setups keep getting better. The 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 car packs keep getting better. The tracks keep getting better people are like chasing this like realism super heavily there kids who are like 18 19 like if they had a set of corso when i was like 15 you know like i played plenty of gran turismo i, I spent a lot of time on gran turismo but with the controller yeah, you know? yeah. and like you watch the replay and it's like the wheels like yeah <laughs> flicking left and right. yeah it looks so dumb yeah it doesn't really teach you that much but like learning clutch techniques and all this other stuff that you yeah. can in these like simulators these kids are getting so good. Mm. And uh, you look at Assetto and what are all the car, like the car packs are all the stuff we like. like yeah. You know, JZXs and Hachis yeah. and, yeah. you know, cool S chassis that are like done up super crazy. Like that's, that's the fashion. And like the younger generation is really like eating it up. Yeah. I, I, I really like that answer and I wish I had thought about that in the intro when we were talking about like how things have changed. But uh, subcultures is so important, I think, for for drifting just because it it expands um, like what you might be into and it uh, it can attract potentially more fans of drifting because it's not drifting isn't just, you know, like you said earlier, like no bumper and bash bars and, you know, maybe you're not into that, but you can still get into drifting if you like like cool arrow and livery or like, you know, pro, like there's just so many more avenues. And I think that that lends itself to like a healthy drifting culture. Yeah, absolutely. And better driving technique. I mean, these, yeah, these kids are 20 years old and like door to door tandeming. And you're like, that wasn't a thing. Like, Dude. Yeah. And I want to speak to that a little bit just because of, you know, how I've seen you grow, grow as a driver I mean, you are 
a really good driver these days. And I mean, you've been for a while, but like, it's really cool to see how you've progressed since we first met at that Super D event. Yeah. Um, To see a tantrum because I didn't qualify. You weren't throwing a tantrum, (laughs) but you were not happy. Um, But I'm I'm glad we met that day. But like, just to see um, like what you were going through that day to seeing what you can do now and like to see how fast you're you can enter a corner at thunder hill and drive door to door with like really great drivers um it's it's so amazing to see and like that is another avenue of drifting and because to see that at a grassroots level is mind-blowing because before that level of driving we've only seen like pros do it and to see grassroots dudes do it just for the love of drifting like that's awesome i feel like you're creating another league though like it's kind of like because there's grassroots and then there's pro but i feel like he's neither right yeah it's like it's it's it's, your own little maybe it's like some kind of gray area or like you could be we're gonna gonna coin it (laughs) it's whatever yeah there's no name for whatever's going on in mayhan and all the, the the like Kansai Nara locals mm-hmm. are doing like that's yeah. that's what we're all chasing. Yeah, J Grassroots, you're yeah. gra- American and, Grassroots, and J Grassroots. And I I love I love watching watching you guys kind of uh, bring that to the forefront of drifting because before you guys did it, and I'm talking about you and and Animal Style, like people, I don't think people dared to go as hard as you guys were going. Um, like like drifting close to each other as fast as you're going um like you guys were not afraid to to drift thunderhill like that is a fast course yeah i mean so julian and jason got their pro licenses on thunderhill and like ka cars mm-hmm. i think jason had an sr and julian would drive like an sr car every once in a while but like they would go and drive julian had a ka s14 and would go drive like the fastest road course yeah and you know i think that that trained them not but like not only that they watched a lot of like japanese drifting and like mm-hmm. really chased that like momentum and speed and yeah uh, i think that laid the groundwork for driving fast and momentum and like not being afraid of right. entering quickly and what are your entry speeds there uh jason and i were entering at 125 oh my mm. god so like i would hit i would i would get close to rev limiter in fifth gear dude uh with short gearing so doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> it's 125 miles per hour it's a little scary you're like in a car you're like you have time to think about what you're doing uh-huh. when you're like accelerating down a straight that long you're like yeah you like go to fifth and you're like i i built this car like, yeah i put this like did I tighten everything? Right, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did I bolt? Like, when's the last time I bolt checked this thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. And you're like, well, whatever happens, oh, well. happens, you know? Yeah. Like, um, but that's kind of like the thing where if you're in a, you know, big fish, small pond, right? Like, mm-hmm. you could be the best driver at your local event. But if you don't go to other tracks and, like, see how other people do stuff. Like, yes. for me, going to Japan, I realized that I was terrible. I was like, okay, I have, like a long way to go Mm -hmm. and like being on the team i always felt like i didn't have the chase driving that a lot of my teammates did yeah i watched jason who didn't always have that like super close he was always like super consistent amazing driver 
but he figured out how to be like aggressive and close and still have his like mm. consistency. And I'm like, I want that. Like, I want to be able to do that. And I'm still working on the consistency part. Yeah. But the like aggression is just like you get tired of like getting ran away from by right. your friends or getting beat up. Yeah. Getting chased and like having them hit your car and you can't do it back. You know, right. it's like this. Yeah. I want that. Like, yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I watched you go through that and to see how you can drive now is really cool. Yeah. I think I just. It's my it's my number one priority and yeah. has been for a while. Yeah. And I'm doing everything in my power to push my driving and get to where I want to be and like feel like I belong, I guess. You yeah. Know? I don't know how to explain it. No, it's it's good. You know, uh, I would say a lot of times when you talk about imposter syndrome, it's mm -hmm. kind of it's bad. But in this case, I think it's it's pushing you. It's um it's inspiring you. I don't inspiring is maybe the wrong word, but it's pushing you to try harder and harder and never being uh, okay with with how you are. I think, yeah, it's exhausting, but it's yeah. also something that everybody on the team deals with. Yeah. Like, oh, let, yeah. Let alone car, car setup or mentally like, I, you know, I want to be faster. Like, yeah. I don't want to be ran away from like, I want to be, you know, like we all have a lot of we all have like a lot of desire and drive to be the best we can. And I mean, like I, I drove ABS and did some cool stuff last week, but I, I left going like, I didn't drive how I wanted to, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I didn't, I didn't go home feeling like I had achieved what I wanted to do that yeah. day. And like, we all deal with that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, which may be healthy or unhealthy, you know, that's, right. that's for a psychiatrist to determine, but uh, it does, it definitely does help push to get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Lot USA. Lot USA has been the master distributor of Brid Racing Seeds for the past 18 years. Celebrating their 42 years in operation, Brid manufactures high-quality performance products for circuit drag, GT, and drift. Nadine and I have always run Brid Seats in our cars, and even today, Brid Seats are the latest mod in our new drift car. Our favorite seats are the FIA-approved Zeta 4 and the reclinable bucket seat, the Stradia 3. One of the latest releases from Brit is the Zeta 4 Vireo, which is a size small version of the Zeta 4 for petite drivers. Visit lot-usa.com for more info and follow them on IG at lot underscore USA. This episode is brought to you by Bartaby. Bartaby is a car builder and tuner in the Central Texas, Austin area. In addition to other Nissans like the 350Z, they specialize in GTRs R32 through 35 and has over 10 years experience. In terms of tuning, they work with most standalone ECUs like Motec, Mtron, Link, Haltech, and AEM to name a few. Bartaby has tuned some of our friends' infamous cars, including JSpec Sam's blue R32 GTR. When we get our GTR, we know where we're sending it to get tuned, Bartaby. For more info, visit Bartaby.com and be sure to check out their dyno tuning videos on IG at Bartaby. I want to switch gears and I want to talk about your podcast because oh, okay. like, like Benson and I said earlier... It was the first drifting podcast that him and I listened to. Like, I listened to it on my own. He listened to it on his own. Um, where did you get the idea for the podcast? 
Uh, so I actually did. So Billy Sutton and Mez, Mez, Mez from Australia, Billy Sutton from the UK uh, slash Ireland. They had one called Unexplored Lines. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, it could be cool. I did the podcast. I felt like I was pretty funny. You know, I was, I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like, yeah. yeah. I grew up listening to like talk radio stuff with my mom and I didn't have like a TV in my room. I would listen to like talk. I would listen to like Love Line, probably way too young. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like Howard Stern on the way to school with my mom. Probably not a good idea. Mom, <laughs> if you're watching. Uh, and like car talk and like i like that was like i spent a lot of time in the car with my mom like mm-hmm. she owned her own business and we would drive a lot and i when i had my like learner's permit i would drive her around and stuff so like always listen to a lot of like talk radio stuff um and like doing that podcast i was just like this is awesome like i want to do one and uh i thought about like who would i have on like what you know like I listen to like a lot of podcasts. I used to commute like three hours a day plus. And so like, I'm like, okay, kind of want to like do drifting stuff, but I don't want to like be pigeonholed. And I want to like, what I really, really want to do was bring people's personalities. Cause there's so many like crazy personalities yeah. in drifting, right? Yeah. Like, and then people's comments and status posts on like Facebook is not a good representation of somebody's personality. Mm. Like meeting you, like, super cool guy like the day that we the day that we met you're judging super d i like had a hard time you you call or you like texted me or called me like the next day and you're like hey man you know just want to let you know like i deal with like nerves and stuff too like i get it and it gave me like a bunch of advice and i'm like these are the like this is what i want to exist and be on the internet because it's like everything's so quick and fast paced and you, you don't really like get to know anyone know their quirks and their yeah sense of humor and all this other stuff like that's so key and i know so many cool people that i've met through this thing that like no one's ever heard their story yeah no one's ever like wanted to know their story you know uh so it was like i'm gonna give it a shot see what happens i did the first one with jason and we just we like didn't really talk about much and and then the second one i did with aaron levitt jason and uh danny and like it was like five hours long or something it was like four and a half hours it was just like a zoom call that i recorded and we were like we talked about so much random stuff but yeah it was during covid and people like wanted to have some camaraderie Mm -hmm. and feel like they're hanging out and that's like pretty much how it started and where are you taking the podcast now like how many episodes have you done uh i've done over 50 50 yeah i think i've done like I have like a couple that I've recorded that aren't out yet, but probably like 55, I think, is mm-hmm. the total count. I'm just doing them when I have time. Like driving is the number one goal. I love doing the podcast. Sometimes it gets in the way, but like the feedback that I get from the podcast is way more intense than the feedback I get from my driving. Like there's a lot of really good drivers out there, but I don't, there's, there's not a lot of, uh, content that like lets you get to know people from this subculture yeah Mm -hmm. and i think focusing on that would be really good but still driving is number one like i can't well like tell us some about some of the feedback that you get Uh, yeah i've had like people tell me that they were on like military deployments and listened to like every single one and it helped them get through and 
people that tell me that it's like motivated them to build a car. People have motivated them to like get back into drifting because they feel some community. And yeah. Like having people giving a giving a window into people's lives that seem unrelatable. Yeah. Or untouchable. And, and untouchable. Mm-hmm. Making them seem real. Yeah. And like show that they're like they struggle with the same stuff like motivation or money or health or relationships or whatever like that's so key because like we all everybody has problems we Mm -hmm. all deal with stuff so like having that relatability with somebody it's just like it opens up a lot to to feeling like included in in this subculture that we all love so much nice what are what are your plans for the podcast like what does the future hold for for the goodest cast uh i want to travel more and like go to i want to go to atlanta i want to go to miami yeah because you're doing mobile podcasting like you, you could bring your setup wherever. yeah i have like a road case that i That's can really put everything awesome. in love it not quite uh <laughs> good luck putting all this stuff uh, yeah. in a road case <laughs> like i wish you guys could if you're if you're listening i wish you could see <laughs> how cool this setup is like they're it's not it's not like the most like expensive crazy like podcast studio ever but like they put a lot of time and effort into this and it's awesome thank uh, you my setup hanging by a thread <laughs> every second shout out mark yeah <laughs> but um I don't know. Just keep having cool people on. Like I have, I have like a list of like a hundred people that I want to have on eventually. Nice. Um, it, it's hard to schedule these, as I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. Like yeah. it's hard to like make time and plan ahead. I'm not super good at that either. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I just want to make it something that I can keep doing and make people happy and get my friends silly personalities out there more and i don't know make drifting seem more accessible and relatable tell me your favorite or like i guess your most memorable episode to date uh (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot i don't know how to pick one oh uh gotta just pick one i asked the the heavy hitting questions the, the noriaro one the alexi one i was so sick I was like <laughs> deathly sick yeah. and he hit me up and he's like, Hey bro, you want to do it today? And I'm not going to say no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like, sorry, bro. You don't like, say no to Alexi. No, I'm sure, I'm sure he would have rescheduled, but like, I just got, I just got in like a huge argument with like this, like, I don't know if I want to get it. Anyway, I got like an argument. Get into with, it. Go I got, ahead. I got no argument with like, like a girl I was hanging out with for a short time. Like, minutes before that and i literally had to just like sit down and be like okay like because I, <laughs> yeah. I was like hey i have to do this podcast and they were like i don't you know fucking what i don't know it was like a whole thing so i sit down and i'm just like oh god and like <laughs> <laughs> alexi like you know joins my like video chat and you're like <clears throat> yeah i was like oh hey what's up and then luckily because he's amazing at talking he yeah. just like ran with just, everything yeah. and i like literally just got to like sit back and be like <laughs> I'm fine. Like I'm everything's great. <laughs> yeah. That's like the most memorable one of recent, but I think like maybe the I don't know, like some of the early ones were really like interesting too. Like not knowing what I'm doing. I had like mm. a USB mic like <laughs> clipped to like Julian's 
like radiator support <laughs> yeah, and like dude. michael was like sitting in the in the bay yeah. on like a folding chair and we drank like you guys were taking pee breaks way and too many beers <laughs> and burping and yeah yeah i mean like those stuff. are my those are some of my favorite ones yeah because this is it's this real is raw yeah renegade and i was like yeah i'll just show up with the mic see what happens and i think that I think that's one of the most attractive things about your podcast is that it's real. And uh, when you're listening to it, like if if you didn't know Julian and Michael, you're like this is what it's like to be their friend and hang out and to get that insight is really cool. Um, I mean, I'm lucky that I know them, but for someone who maybe looks up to them and, um, you know, may not have it, that chance, like to be able to live through vicariously through the podcast and like feel like they're part of the conversation is like it's a big deal i think it's really cool yeah i do think like the the animal style like bubble is like kind of seems like it's hard to like infiltrate you know yeah. like we kind of seem maybe like a little elitist or whatever and it's like i part of the podcast is showing that we yeah i wouldn't say elitist all, yeah i mean you guys are amazing at what you do and so maybe that maybe gives it a sense of like it's hard to get into that but but yeah um like some of the people that you talk to that I don't know, like I, that's why I understand what that feels like because, like, you know, your Matt Field episode. I, I don't, Matt, I don't know Matt, but listening to that, I feel like I get a sense of what he's like. Like, if I was his friend, this is, you know, what he's like, and it is awesome to to kind of catch that. And speaking of the Matt Field episode, that one's my favorite. Um, I did. I feel like I did a great job you, interviewing him on that one. You did an amazing job yeah, on that one. I was pretty proud of that one. And, and it's because the Lexi one went so bad in my you had mind. To prove yourself. I was like, I was like, am I? Should I even do this anymore? And then like, I was like, I sat down, Matt. I was like, I'm gonna, like, actually, yeah, I don't know. Did, but you, you, you said that you told me before we started recording that uh, you didn't, you don't really do show notes for a lot of your mm. guests. But that one rolled, um, like. Like you had it all set up. So I didn't prepare for that at all. It was really good. Did, what was different? Was it just the motivation for the Noriyato one, or like, what um, was I it? just had like a couple questions in my head I was going to bring up, but he also like, you know, he's a talker, so yeah. was, he he made it easy. It was really good. Thanks. I want to congratulate you on that you one. You have had some excellent episodes, by the way. Like, Aww. I I have listened to every single episode of this podcast, every single one. I've also had you on mine. Yeah. Like you were my third episode and I started, I staggered the, the beginning of my episode or of my podcast. Like it starts on episode three, which is like a Star Wars joke. Yeah. And I made Benson episode six, like <laughs> on purpose. Is there a Star Wars uh, equivalent to episode six? I don't know. I don't anyway, know. Yeah, I was, I was, it was like really nerdy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's Return of the Jedi. I think is the okay, one. that's a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I, my favorite thing about your and my relationship is um, like we encourage each other and we um, like we, we encourage each other to be better. And when we're down, we can share uh, the problems that we're having or the hurdles that we're going through. And like we get to support each other and. Like, I think that's beautiful for, you know, for us both being podcasters, yeah. um, like we kind of and understand drivers. and drivers. Yeah. I'm not so much of a driver anymore. I wish I was, but, um, just, you know, you are, like, babe. I, I love, I love that. 
Um, no, I, that we're I not love... we're not competing. I, yeah, we're... you had Ken on, and I was like, dude, that oh. interview was so good. He was so funny. Yeah, I was like, this is like top tier entertainment. I like <laughs> he, the story about him like getting like losing his license and like having. <laughs> and he said that he had his like parents take him to the mall to like hang out with right. girls. Yeah. I was I was dying, and I was like, I gotta get Ken on, and I hit you up about it, and you're like, yeah, he'd probably do it. Yeah. You're like, he'd definitely do it. And like, I was nervous. I was yeah. like, I don't know if I can like, no, get, but get somebody like Ken on. And you're like, he'd, he'd love to, like, he's super cool. And so I hit him up and he's like, yeah, man, of course. Yeah. And, and I had no qualms about you having him on when I had him on. It wasn't kind of like a territorial yeah. thing. And, and the beauty of how our, both our drifting podcasts can coexist. Um, like that's the, the perfect example because my interview with Ken was totally different from your interview with Ken. And you guys talked about different things. Yeah. Uh, you guys had a different perspective. And to be able to hear like both sides of that was really awesome. Yeah. And I think like it's easy for maybe mutual podcasters to feel threatened or compete against each other. But like I what I notice about you guys is like you're friendly and you support each other. And I feel like that's really rare. Like I don't I don't see it as much as I would hope to see it. So, so I think you guys are really there's sweet. There's enough for everybody out there. Yeah. Every, like, we're putting episodes out, like, once or twice a month. Like, it's not like we're competing for everybody's attention all day, every day. Yeah. Like, the news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, you know, people have commutes and, yeah, like, people love drifting and we can all exist. I mean, there's, like, plenty. There's There's a ton of drifting podcasts, like, starting up and there's some, like, really good ones. And I, like... I've checked some of them out and I'm like, oh, this is actually like really entertaining. And there's mm -hmm. some that aren't so good. No comment. <laughs> uh, I mean, you guys have different experiences and different like perspectives too. Yeah. So, you know, you guys, you guys aren't coming from the same place anyway. You know, so much more than I do about drifting in the era in which you were in it. Like I've learned so much about drifting before I came into play from your podcast than literally anything else. Uh, simple and plain yeah what well, i appreciate you being interested in it and listening to it so you yeah. know you know like i'm so thankful for your support so yeah and likewise benton's the history professor you yeah know, this is... i'm learning as i go too <laughs> <laughs> am i a teacher's pet though yeah yeah you are <laughs> every you... single episode yeah <laughs> you an apple. Ding, ding, ding. i don't think it works that way when your <laughs> podcast is so successful yeah, and, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's hard to I mean, like, it's hard stuff, you know? Yeah, I think it's hard for you to say, to accept what I'm saying. But I, like, to, to see how well your podcast has been doing, like, I wish you nothing but the best. And I'm so happy for the success that you're getting. Likewise. I wish I put in as much effort as you guys did. Because <laughs> <laughs> they would come out <laughs> as good as these do. Seriously, so sick. Anyway, oh. I don't know. Yeah, I I... I have always said I think your podcast your podcast is one of my favorites and the like effort that you put in the guests that you have like like you're literally like teaching the younger generations that have zero connection with like people of that era yeah about what the origins of drifting in the US are like that's so important like there isn't a I mean there's like articles here and there that you can kind of like piece stuff together but the hours and hours of conversation with the people who were there mm. at the beginning is pivotal and you're the first one to do it and it's going to be something that people look back on thank you i hope, I hope so. so i hope yeah. so i hope so so i see benson 
sometimes burned out or like challenged really bad being like the head, right? And he's trying to figure out who to have on, when to record, scheduling and things like that. Like, tell me your experiences with your podcast. It's literally the worst part. (laughs) Uh, Drifters are, uh, you know, I don't want to put them all in the same basket, but as a whole, stereotypically, we're not the best at planning. <laughs> I think we're all very like impulsive, reactive people. Who's who's the most difficult to get? On? <laughs> I want to know. I I I, I got to ask these questions. Tell uh, me. I've been I've been talking with Casey from Shirts Tucked In for like two years. Wow, two years. Yeah. Well, it's like we try. I'm trying to do one with with him and someone else, and like we he wanted to do it. He wants to do it. It's just like the scheduling's hard and timing and whatnot i I just i'm like i'm just gonna come out there dude yeah i'm just gonna go to japan just and we'll get do it, it done like, you can't get away so like that one's been and then like that's pretty high on the list and like mm. um joel from c's garage like mm. he's so busy and it's like you know we'll like talk and like we'll set something up and like either i'll have to flake or he has to flake. like it's it's tough because like i have to like i want to drive and if an event comes up it's like I hate to say it, but like the podcast comes second to yeah. like driving, yeah. you know? So yeah. I'm like, oh, I got to prep my car. Okay. Well, like this whole week, I can't really do anything. Yeah. I live alone. I right for now. I live alone. Uh, <laughs> have a full-time job. I'm like trying to drive. I maintain my own car. Yeah. I, you know, getting scheduling in it in advance is very difficult. So yes. Yeah, and you do the podcast by yourself completely. Yeah. But I mean, production quality isn't quite what we're looking at here. You know, it's like one camera. Can we get some nice. help? Can, can we get some help for Palmer? Yeah, like, need an intern. He needs an intern. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll cook you guys up. We, we'll okay. get you some interns. Yeah. You who works at like, like one of those like art schools? Like I'll get you some credits. <laughs> <laughs> some credits. Yeah. I think they'd rather like they do it for drifting, you know, like get you rides, yeah. like oh, give dude. them rides. Oh, I'll get you. If you come intern for me, I'll get you ride alongs in some of the coolest cars. On there the you planet. go. Yeah. Done. You're going to have a line. Yeah. <laughs> I'll teach you how to drift. <laughs> oh, <laughs> promises. Um, Let's talk about. No, let me start that over because we talked about that already. Um, Let's talk about the future of drifting. Where do you see drifting in the next five years? Five years is tough because it's like the subcultures, drifting's growing. The yeah. subcultures are growing. Like takeovers? Yeah. I mean, like, that. <laughs> how do you tell, you know, like, like the pits, like they're having like pit events and those are getting like really big. And then you have like all these drift events all the time. We have people like who we hung out with now on like, like, nbc like hurts on tv now know. you know and you're just like that was like a guy i drove with like right it was crazy when he was on hooting and i was like he's hanging out with t-pain right. and on tv T-Pain, yeah you know and like i look at it like skateboarding had like this huge uptick and then it wasn't cool for a while mm-hmm. and then it came back and it just hasn't gone away and it's only gotten bigger right mm-hmm. as more people come onto this planet more people are going to be into more niche subcultures I don't see it getting smaller. I see it becoming a little bit more unaccessible, I think. Yeah. Um, because like all this growth we have in driving, we, we still have tracks like shutting down yeah. and not new ones replacing. We have Willow Springs. It's like no more tandem 
or no more passengers on horse thief and you can't drive streets of willow anymore and yeah. like no tandems balcony and it's like what is happening like it's like the biggest thing in uh, that like everyone wants to see like yeah. coming from fuel fest where like there's 15,000 people there and people are paying a hundred dollars a pop for a ride along yeah there was a line wrapped around the building the entire day i saw it yeah it's just unbelievable to me and like people want a piece of it yeah but it's like it's still a subculture and it's still like kind of hard to find you know yeah do you like that it's becoming kind of a monster i don't know yeah it's this catch-22 it's like i liked I liked it being this like small thing and a small community and like having this like kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Community. It was a community. Like you could go anywhere and be like, Hey, I drift, you know, like, yeah. you know, it's like these people have been like down for a long time. Yeah. Like you start to recognize them either from forums or social mm -hmm. media or whatever. I think it's going to grow in popularity, but I don't think it's really going to exceed the, I don't think the driver count is going to go crazy, hmm. if that makes sense. Like, okay. I think people are going to be really interested in it, but I don't think that, like, everyone's going to be able to do it. Like, skateboarding. How many people go to the X Games that don't skate? Or, like, how many people watch skateboarding? Yep. Or the Olympics that aren't yeah. into that sport or racing or F1 or whatever. Like, Long Beach sold out this year. That's crazy. It was... Do the math on that. How? What's a ticket? A hundred mm -hmm. bucks for the weekend? 20000 That's $2 million, you know? Uh, do you think it's it? Do you think it's due to the fact that um, it's harder and more expensive to start drifting, or if it's the like tracks shutting down? I think, I think drifting, I think drifting in the cars that we love, yeah, is going to become unaccessible, okay, to yeah. the younger generations. But those are the cars that people are going to think are cool, yeah. Like you watch. <laughs> Like if you, I was watching Bear Jackson the other day, mm -hmm. and like these like absolutely sick like old hot rods and stuff would come up, and they'd go for like twenty thirty grand. But I'm like, that's like a, that's, that's like what a, an S thirteen's going yeah, for. Yeah, I was like, that's what like a nice S fifteen is. Yeah, you know, dude, I it's thought like, the it's, same exact thing, and I did not understand how a car that's been on this planet for fifty years and is looking pristine. Yeah cost as much as an s chassis yeah and it's like got some crazy ls swap and yeah. it's like you know it's beautiful like resto mod it's yeah like, kind of like a sound system and custom interior and then it's like you know some like japanese mustang is like going for the same price you're yeah. like what you know yeah. like a jzx which is like you know i think it's gonna be really difficult moving forward because auto manufacturers aren't giving us what we need to do what we love right mm. like e36 is when i got in there's like 10 at every junkyard yeah mm. i remember when i when i got my s13 there was like three at every junkyard you know like 2010 mm -hmm. there was still like s chassis were still at junkyards yeah that's not the case yeah like hachis forget <laughs> it, it yeah exactly uh it's the same thing you like talked about this on some of your other podcasts where like people were like oh you're gonna drift an s chassis like that's a newer nice car like just get a Haji. Yeah. You know, like yeah. people like when I heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, people said that. It's yeah. insane. You know, yeah. um, we're going to just we're going to run through chassis mm -hmm. like E36s are going to get chewed up and spit out. So what's the next one? They're going to be rare. 
Well, there's a lot of E46s at every junkyard. Um, we're going to run through Zs, mm -hmm. all all generations. There are a lot of Zs, so I'm hopeful for that. Yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of E36s. A lot of E30. Oh, and there are a lot of E36s. Yeah, and we're going through them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep your chassis? What happens? Like my chassis is hurt. It's beat. Yeah. Yeah. I was caught like... on fire. <laughs> 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 you know what? Let's uh, talk about that no, since I <laughs> you know I don't. I asked the heavy. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. That's a. I don't know if he wants to talk about that. That's it's like fine. I'll a talk dumpster. About it. I see the vein popping out of his head. Uh, yeah. I, this is Just a good question. Pure, pure anxiety right now. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Get it, boy. Yeah. Why? How did your car catch on fire? And this is a, like a news flash. Like okay. FDM three. Yeah. Is that your news flash? Oh my god. Tell me about that. Okay, so. <laughs> We went to Fuel Fest, drove all day, found out there was an event at the barracks, like a car show or whatever. And like Aaron, my teammate, Aaron Levitt, is like skateboarding, like Otaku, like absolute, yeah, like psycho about skateboarding. He also skates. We have our cars. We like find out one of the people working the booth is like friends with the people running the event. And then also Laura knows them too. So we show up and they're like, you get to drive your cars. In. Like, they're like, oh yeah, some people left, like pull them in. So Aaron and I get to drive our cars into the barracks, which is like unbelievable. Yeah. Right. Uh, while that's happening, we get introduced to this like photographer and he's like telling us about this event. He's like, oh yeah, we got this like event at Dodger stadium. And I was like, okay, like, that's cool. Like to drift at Dodger stadium, like it's free, you know, sign <laughs> yeah. me up. So, like, we go, and he's like, oh, yeah, the meetup spot is, like, no good. Come meet us at this Home Depot. And we're like... Shady. We're like, huh. The heck. Okay. So, we, like, pull up. Our cars aren't trailers, you know? Like, yeah. We, like, Aaron's from Seattle, and we're, like, driving around L.A., like, with our cars on trailers, and pull up to this parking lot, and there's, like, a bunch of random cars there. There's, like, a RWB Porsche. Okay. There's a, like, there's, like, a... Don't uh, say G37. Sedan. There's a, there was more than one, <laughs> and a G35 sedan. Um, uh, that wasn't me. I don't know, guys. <laughs> so like we're like, what is this wide range of cars? And there's like you know there's like a, a charger, like Hellcat or whatever. I don't I don't really know those cars that well. Uh, and like a bunch of, on a trailer. And I'm like, all right. I, I was like, okay, we're you know, I, who knows what could happen? Like mm -hmm. we might drift, you know, yeah. like. So we like show up and he's like, oh, yeah. So it's like, OK, by the city, we got like the permits and blah, blah, blah. I was like, OK, like, cool. So we're going to drift and we show up and it's like it's kind of like a burn yard pit kind okay. of thing. And they're like, all right, like you guys can go first. And we're like, OK, cool. So like Aaron and I just like jump in and start like tandeming and, you know, doing like passes and stuff. I'm yeah. like a minute and a half in. Aaron's going like flashing his hands at me and i was yeah. like what does that mean what's yeah. he doing and then like someone like people are like yelling and i was like huh <laughs> go harder that's not good <laughs> i was like i was like either that was like really sick or there's a problem and yeah. so like aaron like stops and he's like your car is on fire and i was like what <laughs> but i like got out all slow and like, <laughs> I, like i was like oh yeah i just put a new fire extinguisher in and, like pulled it out of my cage and like handed it some guy and he like sprays it down doesn't go out oh and i'm like Okay. What car, what part of your car is on fire? So the rear, the rear like gas tank 
filler neck area and the whole rear wheel oh well. My oh, oh my and god. And the whole like rear bumper is like engulfed in flames. Oh. And I'm like, I was like, is my car really gonna burn down in like a <laughs> takeover? Yeah. I mean, yeah like, <laughs> they were like very adamant that this wasn't a takeover and they're not takeover people. Yeah. So like I don't want to say that it was like that. Well, if there was a Hellcat there. No. Yeah. Sorry. Go yeah. On. I mean, okay. So, like, <laughs> we didn't know what we signed up for. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, we thought we were going to go drift to the Dodger Stadium. It is what it is. The So, like, another fire extinguisher comes out, doesn't put out the fire. Another fire extinguisher comes out, doesn't put out the fire. Some dude rolls up with, like, a Modelo, pours it on there, doesn't put out the fire. I'm not really <laughs> freaking out for some reason. Yeah. That's I don't weird. know. Like, I just have. You're just watching your car melt. Yeah, like it's. I'm like okay, so I'm like patting out the flames with my like no. I have my driving gloves on because my wheels really slippery and I yeah. was like fancy. Yeah, I'm trying to be like chog. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like patting I'm patting the flames out and uh, it's like kind of going out but not really and like open the fuel door and like flames come out. Oh, oh dude! And I'm like, at that point, I'm like. Okay, my car might really burn down. Yeah. Like, or, uh, like, before combust. that, I was just like, it's fine. I'll, like, put it out. And everyone's, like, freaking out because, like, the fuel, like, when you open the fuel door and, like, flames come out, everyone's like, whoa, back up. Yeah, know? yeah. But honestly, everybody was super nice. Like, people ran and got fire extinguishers. This dude had, like, a GT3, like, and he's like, I'll have this and, like, holds up, like, the factory, like, fire yeah. extinguisher. And I was like, yeah, spray it, you know? And he's just like, and like puts it out immediately and i was like that's he what you had need the real that's fire what you need i was like shout out germany you know? <laughs> and the guy was like super nice well your german car needed a german yeah. fire extinguisher oh, yeah german fire yeah it's different you know yeah yeah oh my god so like my my fuel cap uh was leaking which the reason i didn't qualify at that event that you judged i found out was i didn't drive most of the day because my fuel cap was leaking so again. Yeah, it struck again. Oh, again. wow. But this time I was with E85 and I was doing like second gear like yeah. donuts and stuff. So it got you, you forgot to mention the part where Aaron, well, you were on fire, but Aaron kept doing donuts around you because he thought it looked really sick. Yeah, well, he did like one <laughs> and then he's like, okay, I should probably stop. But he had his Lambo doors up. It was, yeah. it was like a whole vibe. And the whole time I'm just like. I didn't get to do any. We want to do like rodeo donuts and like oh, all this other yeah. stuff. Like we are like we're like we're gonna show them like yeah you know show like, them like the OG stuff. <laughs> yeah, you did but you did show them. Yeah, and you were parked by what? Uh, a dumpster. There's like a lot of dumpsters <laughs> surrounding it. You'll. <laughs> yeah, we were like running like the dumpsters. You know, like there weren't walls. There were dumpsters. Okay, we were got it. But we were like doing passes and stuff. There's like a big yeah. shipping container. It was like. Kind of dangerous. I'm not going to lie, but it was okay by the city. It was totally legal. So, That's dope. You know, showing them how to keep it off the streets, you know, off the intersections and whatnot. Right. Like I I did like a, you know, half-ass rollback and, you know, I don't know, Damn. whatever. But yeah, yeah, so. And then now you're famous on the internet. Uh, Yeah, there's, I was like <laughs> driving home. I was just like, oh God, I'm going to be a YouTube thumbnail. Like I know, I know it. Like there were so many people like filming and like on Instagram live. And I was like, this isn't my world. Like, I don't really like know any of the people there, but yeah. I feel like yeah, there was enough people with cameras where someone's going to have a YouTube following right. or like TikTok or whatever. Yeah. And like literally like the Monday, like it was, this is like Sunday and the next Monday morning, like I had like 
five people messaging me like, dude, is this you? I was like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> but uh, yeah. You they know. didn't read your stickers and like say anything about animal style or your name or anything like no, that? No, they didn't no? say anything. Yeah, it just said, it just said Formula Drift M3. Oh, that's un- you. Un- un- <laughs> uncontrollable flames. Love it. Up in, yeah. <laughs> but like the video is not bad. Like the guy like covers that it was legal and then he like yeah shows us like driving cool too. He didn't just like clickbait my car on fire. That's kind of Oh, nice. I totally thought that's what it was gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. You doubt. That was like, probably one of the most embarrassing that and me crashing the first lap out at Super D Matsuri 2016 right in front of Naoki, like like probably like one of the first two cars on the track and yeah. like absolutely understeering off turn one at Grange into the wall. Mm. And I look up and <laughs> like Simba, Chob, Mel, uh, I think jo- I don't remember who was all at the wall, but they like yeah. just look in the car. They're like, you OK? And I was like, oh, my God. Like <laughs> It was right in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, how could I? <laughs> that, actually, I think that was more embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Like my car catching on fire in front of a bunch of people. I don't know. is way less embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my God. So have you surveyed the damage? Are you good? Or yeah, I went and drove it at ABS like oh, a couple days later. I again. got I flew home for work and then I flew back with the old because I replaced my gas cap before this trip. I flew home and I went and found that old gas cap in the garbage and I put it in a Ziploc <laughs> bag. Oh, great! <laughs> I flew back and put it back on my car. <laughs> that works. Yeah, <laughs> check your gas. Get check your gas cap seals if you have any thirty six. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. Well. That's good. I'm, I'm glad your car lives on. Yeah. That'll be good. But if it didn't live on, what would you get next? Whoa. Uh, I'm pretty like, I was talking to Kazuya and like, I have, I have dreams of driving in Japan. Like that is like, a, I mean, like my friends have done it. It's like this like thing that I feel like if I don't do it, I'm going to regret for the rest of my life. Like having the the connections and the like access to do that. Yep. I, I do want to ship a car there. I don't want to buy one there. Mm-hmm. Oh. I want I want to ship I want to ship a left-hand drive E36 to Japan. Like love it. They'll love that. Yeah, cuz he's like, dude, we have a lot of S chassis over there like yeah. ship the left-hand drive BMW <laughs> yeah, like people think they're really cool. Like He's like, I've always thought it was cool. I'm like, okay. Would you just drive Mayon? I would, I'd probably like, Tour. I'd probably drive like Bahoku first <laughs> yeah. and like probably try and do like a Matsuri and then just give it like a full on Viking funeral. Oh, Mayon. you're not going to bring it back. No. Oh. oh, no, I would leave it there. So maybe soon then <laughs> you should do it. Yeah. But That's I just, exciting. I'm trying to figure out all the logistics and details and stuff. How, how would, much? How it? would you end it? I want to know how. We, how I don't you know. I'm just going to drive it at Mahon. Like, just let <laughs> everyone like bang on your door. And... Yeah. Like just really like try and drive. I don't know. I, you know, obviously like I want it to last and I want to be able to go back and have multiple trips and yeah. like drive it there. But like, you know, how do you even get a car to Japan? Like, did you price it out? I'm still working on the details. It's it's a it's a vision right now. It's yeah, on my, it's on my vision board. It's your manifest. Yeah, I'm right manifesting there. it right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. What do you manifest for your podcast? Uh, I would like, I would like it to be easier to do. Yes, with 
I agree with that. With I've I've decided in the last like couple weeks slash months that I'm not gonna just kill myself trying to like one up the last episode and just have people on that I find interesting and not try and chase uh, someone or some, you know, people that I think are going to be like, bring a lot of people in. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to focus on trying to do it the best I can with people that want to do it and that are available and that I find interesting and are cool people because. Hell yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I feel like that's such a big issue. Like when Benson and I talk about guests and when I was like writing our sponsorship deck for the podcast and I'm just like listing all our guest followers and I'm like, wait, that's not us. Like that's not what we do. You know, we just have the people on because they're important, not because they have followers and stuff. I mean, that's the thing though. There's like a lot of people that you had that I had, you know, they don't have a big following, but I followed them because I was like, holy shit, this is like literally the most important people to the thing that I like live for. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm excited for you. That's good. You and Benson are so much alike. We are. We are really alike. (laughs) Yeah, we are. (laughs) I know. Fun fact. Did you know Benson and Julian have the same birthday? I did know that. Yeah. Taurus is in the house. Yeah. That's why we get along, I guess. I think so. I'm a triple Capri (laughs) son. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Capricorn. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Leave Capricorn that in. Capricorn and Taurus. <laughs> um, we're getting close to the end here. So I wanted to ask, um, what kind of advice do you have for some aspiring drivers? Hmm. That's always like a hard, that's a hard thing to answer because everyone has different challenges. Like some people yeah. may have money and no time or some people may have money and you know, no support or money and no money and all the talent in the world. And just like, it's, it's really hard to answer that, but like on, on the grand scale, on the, on like the, (laughs) on the level, it depends on what you want to do with it. Right. Like if you want to just go have fun, like don't let that hold you back. You can, you can do it relatively easily these days. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, car you're driving or whatever like i know that there's like a lot of pressure to do this or have this part or this engine or power or this chassis or whatever it's like you can go and have a good time in anything if you make it easy and accessible for yourself you're going to do it more and the more you do it the better you're going to get i did not get better by freaking out over alignment or chasing setup or parts or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean like to be honest, I did have a lot of help with people that I know and how to set things up. But like, look at the people that drive the way you want to drive and and not only emulate their driving, but their setup. You know, don't try and like buy a Miata and drive like someone that you think drives really cool with like an S chassis or whatever, you know, get the car or the, you know run the tires, run, run all the stuff that people that you want to drive have and try and get as much time, you know, behind the wheel as you can. And that's really it. I think that's, it's kind of interesting because I, I, animal style really models their driving after Naoki Nakamura. 
Yeah. And the advice you just gave is straight out of his book where, you know, you don't need to overcomplicate your car. But what you need is something that's reliable and lets you have as much seat time as possible. You don't need fancy right. arms and 500 horsepower. You just need something that will run and be reliable enough to like not break down. So, you you know, it's all about seat time. So, yeah, I mean, that's what we're I mean, if you if you look at what we're doing, we're literally just copying the setup mm-hmm. and, you know, styling and all this stuff from not copying, but like we're, we're doing it in our own ways, but we're like chasing the driving style and we're setting our cars up in the exact way that we want to drive uh, based on how people drive with that setup. Right. So it's like, you know, B knuckle and big tires and yeah, you know, lots of scrub and it's pretty, it's, it, you know, it, it works. It's, yeah. you know, if you want to drive a certain way, you set your car up the way the people that you want to emulate are. And that's what we do. Yeah. Is animal style taking new members? <laughs> uh, I'll uh, I'll run it by the team. <laughs> I know I know you're getting really tired of drifting pretty, so yeah. I mean, I might want to like <laughs> branch out. Hell no, no. I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. 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 Mark. Yeah. <laughs> He's busy with another subculture. The G35. I'm part of the no having my own podcast club, (laughs) (laughs) unlike everyone else in this room. (laughs) No podcast. Oh, Uh, like a takeover division. We get we get we get asked a lot how to like get on the team. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And it's like, I mean, and a lot of like, it's not from people we know. It's usually like random people. Yeah. It's like. Everyone who ends up on the team just like hangs out a lot and drives yeah. with us and like has like like isn't like you know could be in the friend group and like yeah. has similar car styling and drives really hard like I don't know Brandon Strong is a great example he's from Calgary Canada yeah but like he drives with us like Brandon is incredible yeah he is an incredible driver yeah, like he, he is. like impressed hero like when he went to japan like the the people that i'm surrounded with like i i often feel like i do not belong like i know i know where i stand on the totem pole <laughs> i'm just gonna be realistic i so like where do you stand on this totem pole? Oh, the, uh, don't that, ask that's Palmer the, that that's the hard-hitting question i think like closer to the bottom anyway you're a humble guy yeah yeah, yeah. but closer to the bottom i'll be realistic uh those you know it, Brandon would make the trek to drive with us, you know, 30 hours of towing, 20 plus hours of towing just mm-hmm. to like hang out and drive with us because like he wanted to push and like we all want the same thing. Same with same thing with Aaron. Aaron was like hanging around with us. Funny dude, you know, great driver, good car style. Like what, you know, it if it works, it works. If it if it fits, it fits. That's really it. Like we just brought sam on sam was hanging out with us for years um and like literally all that dude wants to do is like drive and get better he plays a seto like almost every night uh you know he's really pushing to be an insane driver and like i mean he's got i mean like i'm what like six years older than him so he's got time you know he's gonna catch up quickly sam's gotten really good really fast as well I was, yeah. I was so happy to see him become part of the team. Yeah. 
he's he's a really nice dude. Yeah. He gave me he gave me a he gave me S thirteen hatch shell. So. Oh, is that why he's a nice dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can you can buy me for sale sometimes. I love it. All right. Do you have anyone you want to shout out? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna shout out. I'm gonna shout out the whole team, the whole animal style team, of course. Like, we wouldn't be. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without them. Uh, in drifting, I mean, like, I want to shout you out, man. Like, having having you want to do the podcast like right away and like support me and and just all the all the like conversations we've had and like help and stuff in life honestly like on a personal level has been yeah. huge i there's like so, there's so many people in this community that have like done a lot for me it's like hard to even sit here and think yeah. about yeah that's and, the beauty of what we do yeah. is yeah. um we're like it's full of really great people yeah so um you made it to the end of this podcast um <laughs> good job do you want to do a do you want to do a password you want to do a throwback and do a password like you oh, did in your old episodes a long time. uh yeah i do all right what's the password yeah if you've listened to this whole thing uh the password is dumpster fire yeah <laughs> good one yeah it. so so share a story like hit us up say dumpster fire and we'll know yeah. That you yeah. made it to the end. Um, I got you a gift and I forgot to give it to you at the beginning of the really? podcast. Yeah. It's S13 hatch. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I got you a shirt. Oh, Aww. dude. That's sick. Yeah. It's, it, it's one of our early conversations. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we both realized we, we like the, the brand Pata. And yeah. um, so, you know, I always think about dude. you because I'm into the brand and That's so they're cool. from Amsterdam. They're really into hip hop. And yeah. So I got you a shirt. So dude, you're the man. Yeah. Thank you for the, doing the podcast. Now I need to like give people guests. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Set the bar really high. I love it. Yeah, you're you know, dude, this is awesome. You're a good thank friend. You. So so Aww. thank you. Um, I'm gonna close this out by saying thank you for what you do for for drifting culture. I think that um, you know, I do this podcast because it's my way of giving back. I think you definitely give back to to drifting culture um you you are educational through your podcast um you make people accessible you and you do it in a way where you show that um you know the right way to act um you 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 have a lot of positivity um you you give a lot of life lessons there's just so many good things that you do through your podcast and, and and like we've had these discussions where you talk about how you help people through the day or you inspire someone who's feeling down about life to, you know, like get back up and, and do something about it. And you, you, you've had several episodes about like mental health and stuff like that. So I, I, I appreciate that stuff. Yeah. We also like talk about aliens and shit sometimes. Yeah. Like so it's like it and, and that too, like, um, <laughs> you're very, <laughs> the podcast is so entertaining, right? So even if you're having a bad day, you listen to it and like, it's funny. So, 
you know, and, and for the people who haven't listened to Palmer's podcast, like he's a quirky dude. So it comes through on the podcast Thanks. and I love it. So <laughs> like it's, 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 it's like you really come through on the podcast. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I try and be myself. I think I have. You I'm, have to be. I kind of don't really know how to not be myself. Yeah. I'm this like at work. I'm this like at the track. I'm this with friends. I'm this on the podcast. Like I'm. I kind of like sometimes wish I could like scale back my weird sense of humor and stuff a little bit, but you know, hey. no, don't yeah. like that's, that's what makes it good. So yeah. keep doing what you're doing. Um, yeah. And you know, I've, I've said it already, but thank you for what you do in, um, in pushing the culture forward by progressing it through your driving and, um, showing people that you can drive well and have a cool car style too. Um, and, you know, like that, I think that's the key to being an OG is putting your imprint on the culture and, Whoa. and moving it in a good direction. And I definitely think you're doing that. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, all we can do is like lead by example and try that's and right. try and make the thing that we love better. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely leaving a legacy for sure. You are. You're setting your legacy. Whoa. You're gonna leave it. Put it I don't down. Even know how to, I don't even know how to respond. Just to that. take it. Keep that Just in. Just take it. All right. <laughs> <You guys laughs> nice. Yeah, man. So you know, thank you so much. I'm just and hyped on this shirt. <laughs> yeah, this dude. So put sick. it on right now. Should I go take this one off? <laughs> yeah, we'll pause everything and no. put it on. Be like <laughs> um, outro. And we didn't talk about the fact that this is a crossover episode. Yes, I know. we left that out somehow. And um, what is a crossover episode? So, you know, events? we are interviewing Palmer yeah. and Palmer's going to interview us. So if mm. you haven't listened to his ep his podcast, this is a great time to listen to it for the first time. Go find Goodest Cast on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts and check out his interview with us and see how different the podcast is and how it's good in its own right. Yeah, the tables are going to be turned. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm, I'm going to ask the hard-hitting question. Oh, oh and I'm are gonna you? I'm going to be the <laughs> worst podcast guest you've ever had. <laughs> We're going to come. You were you're good the first time we did it. Yeah, but I'm going to, like, turn it up. Are you? Or turn be, it like, down. extra bad on purpose? Extra bad, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm I'm here for it. I need, you know, like, you, you need to, sometimes you need to go through the fire to be better. And so I'm going to... You're going to test me? I'm going to test you. You're going to like just turn your like, you know, like... <laughs> You'll see. Move away from the mic on purpose. Yeah, You'll see. Cough all the time. Yep. It'll be based on like how... <laughs> it'll be based on how good your gift is for him. No, oh. oh. No, no. You <laughs> don't yeah, need yeah, to no, give me a gift. No, you don't. <laughs> we're joking. We're joking. We're joking. Oh, good. We're excited to do it. But uh, these... I'm going to get you some tires so you can go drive. Oh. I don't need tires. I need time. <laughs> <laughs> tires. Watches, uh, watches are a little expensive. Okay, yeah. yeah, a little Rolly. little Rolex. Yeah. yeah. For everything nice. you've done for the culture, Stop. I got you a Rolex, Benson. Give me a Timex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, Timex. Ga the gas station Rolly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Rolex with two X's. <laughs> the Folex. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks well, for having right. me. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Best. Thanks, Palmer. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Salady Mania Podcast Season 2. 
brought to you by Falcon Tires, produced by Benson Sue and Nadine Sue, audio and video engineering by Mark Mondoy, graphic design and motion graphics by Steve Nakamura. Got a question or comment for us? Call or text us on our hotline at 323-607-6075, and maybe you can be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts.